This episode is brought to you by Accenture. A better you starts with better hydration. Accenture is on a mission to inspire people to do what matters most. Their proprietary ionization process transforms water from any source into ionized alkaline water, providing water that's 99.9% pure with a pH of 9.5 or higher. Essentia Overachieving H2O, the number one ionized alkaline water. Shop now. This episode is brought to you by Smart Food Popcorn. Some decisions aren't the best, like skipping ahead in your favorite podcast. Think of all the banter you'll miss, the lore in the making. Luckily, Smart Food Popcorn is a no-brainer. Deliciously tasty and available in a variety of fun flavors. It's a smart decision every time. Smart food. Add smart. To learn more, visit smartfood.com. If you're thinking, I should go for a run today, but it looks like it could rain, Sierra says save on epic rain jackets. If you're also thinking, but I can't go out in these beat-up old running shoes, Sierra says save on top brand running shoes. And if you're still thinking, but I'm also busy performing brain surgery, well, then we say... You really should have led with that. Sierra, let's get moving to your local store, like now. Go! 18 years from tonight, Grant Gill will become a comedy legend when he totally kills it at his improv class's graduation performance. Knees will be slapped. Hilarity will ensue. That's why he's already keeping himself in shape and razor sharp today with wellness tips and tools from AARP to help make sure his health lives as long as he does. Because the younger you are, the more you need AARP. Learn more at aarp.org slash healthy living. Hello, I'm Oliver Condit, the editor of BBC Music Magazine, and welcome to the BBC Music Podcast. You can buy a copy of the magazine at your local newsagents or download our app to your iPad, Kindle Fire or Android tablet. And for the latest music news and more, head to our website at classical-music.com. So with me in the studio today is Rebecca Franks, our reviews editor, to talk about the November issues recording of the month. And this time it's a recording of Verdi's grand opera, Aida, a brand new studio recording, a rare thing these days, starring Anya Harteros, Jonas Kaufman, Erwin Schrott, Ekaterina Semenchuk, a wonderful cast, with the orchestra and choir of the National Academy of Santa Cecilia under Sir Antonio Papano. And that was recorded in Rome at their wonderful complex. It really is a terrific listen, isn't it? I mean, you can... The difference between a studio recording and a live recording, I mean, you can just lavish so much more on, on it, can't you? I think it inter- is it very interesting that they've done this as a studio recording. Um, obviously, to do a big opera of, of this scale nowadays in a studio, as you say, is really quite a rarity, um, especially on a major label and with artists of, of this calibre. And Papano, he, he says that he felt that this piece particularly would sort of benefit from the concentration, the, the lack of distraction from an audience. Um, and 
particularly with this piece, Verdi's Aida, we often think of it as a big, grand, spectacular opera, and productions can be tempted to go either down the sort of the visual cliches of Egypt and actually to you know, the pyramids and the Nile and to go over the top on that and to really get rid of that and pair it back to the sort of human interest and the the, the intimacy of the piece is, is what you really get as the benefit of this studio situation. Absolutely, and I think I think what you can really do is get some fantastic balance between the voices and the orchestra. Um, you mentioned actually the grandness of the of the opera. I think it would be really great to hear the the, the wonderful orchestra in the um, in, in the triumphal march. Um, first of all, just to give you a sense of the quality of the orchestra. So that was the Grand March from Verdi's Aida. Um, as you said before, this disc, this recording, really shows the grandness and the intimacy of, of Verdi's opera. And I think that the track we're going to hear, Celeste Aida, sung by Eunice Kaufman, shows the other side of this recording as well. I think you can you can hear in that track there the wonderful control that Jonas Kaufman has to do that very um, as as George Hall describes it in our review very the very soft finish that Verdi asks for there just very magical and the breath control and the control of the dynamic there is really magical. It is and and uh, even more so given that Kaufman hasn't actually sung this role before. In fact, many of the singers haven't sung, sung their roles on this recording, and I think that probably plays to its advantage. I think it's I think it absolutely does. I think he, he very much wanted to do it as part of the inspiration for putting project together uh, and I think it's absolutely fascinating actually how Antonio Papano has taken on the role of the director as well as the conductor you know this is sort of his vision of, of the characterization in a way and obviously you know the singer's input as well you know they're working together on this um, but even though we don't have the staging we do have a very um, sort of very dramatic and visual production going on. I think what's interesting is this is really the first studio recording of Aida for, for decades, as it says in the notes, not just years, but decades. Um, everyone has a sort of a favourite recording, well, a lot of collectors have a favourite recording of Aida, but but to actually pick one out that that has been had so much care and attention done on it, in, in, in today's, where we get 300 recordings delivered to the office every single month, actually not to have studio recording operas, 
these days. Um, it's the, quite strange, and actually to have one is, is a real treat, and it seems very odd. It does. I mean, there was a real sense of excitement around around the recording, you know, when you hear it's going to happen and then talk about it from the record label, but none of it has been hype because actually, you know, this has been really acclaimed, and it's such a, it is a fantastic recording, and it's a real luxury cast you have here that it would be... They did do concert performances, but it would be hard to guess cast like this in the opera house at the same time, I think. Um, and then also the orchestra, we've mentioned that earlier, they, they do such a wonderful job of turning this into a, into really communicating and turning it into a really exciting production. Mm. This was a, a week in the recording, I think, with all the rehearsals and all the recording, it took a whole week. And a lot of discs are having to be produced in a day these days, you know, on, on, very much on a, on a shoestring. So actually to have that time is, is just wonderful. And the results just speak for themselves, I think. They do. And I think Papano went through very carefully with the orchestra, sort of, you know, describing what was happening and what they needed to be thinking about in in each instance so it becomes this very coherent vision as well um and we mentioned you know it was recorded in this fantastic huge concert hall um which allows the space i think for all the effects you need and the scale of the opera to come across and for the intimacy as well i mean it's got such a great acoustic actually that you get the best of both worlds really i mean mm. you know everyone thinks of aida being presented amongst the pyramids in egypt and of course you wouldn't get the intimacy there at all you just get the the, the, the huge scale, but you wouldn't get anything like the, the wonderful moments like we just heard. Yeah, because it is... With Kaufman being able to go down to a whisper, you wouldn't be able to do that in, in a vast um, space in which a lot of these productions are, are staged. A, a stage, yeah, I mean, because you sort of get those big outdoor spectaculars, don't they, Verona and you know, desert places as well. Um, but yes, I think I mean, here, actually, it is the intimacy that comes out and the the sort of solilo- soliloquies that, that Verdi writes and the smaller ensemble numbers. Mm. Um and, and talking about the, the large ensemble numbers, I think the track we're going to hear next, I think really shows just how wonderful the ensemble work is and the balance between the orchestra and the voices. And, you know, again, this, the musicianship that really seeps through and the spontaneity, you know, again, these, these people haven't sung these roles before. So this is real fresh musicianship. Yes, yeah. And actually, I think as well, this track kind of captures the excitement and the thrill of this opera, which is actually one of the things I loved about this recording is that actually you'd sit and listen and it was just so exciting and thrilling. And it was one of those ones that makes you go, oh, this is why opera and this is why Verdi is is great. So this is the Gloria al Egito uh, from Act 2, Scene 2 of Verdi's Aida. And of course, in this recording, there's no audience, there's no staging to worry about, there's no one walking outside the sort of the zones of the mics. You know, you can really capture everyone, you can hear every voice, even though there are, you know, hundreds of voices there, um, you can hear every single line very clearly, and it, it, it's spine tingling. I, yeah, I think it's utterly fantastic, as I say, it just brings a smile to my face. <laughs> I think it'd be nice to hear a bit of Anya Hateros singing the role of Aida, actually, such a crucial, um, of course, role, title role, in this sort of love triangle of Radames, Aida, and Amneris. So, um, shall we hear a, a, a clip from her singing O Patria Mia from Act Three of Aida? 
So that was Anya Hateros uh, in the role of Aida singing O Patria Mia from um, Act 3 of Verdi's Aida. Wonderful singer. Um, very beautiful, beautiful tone there. And the orchestral, orchestral accompaniment, just so sensitive and uh, sensitive to her lines and the direction of her phrasing. Because that bit is very sort of spare bit of writing, isn't it? Yet it's packed with emotion. It's so expressive. And uh, again, George Hall in the review kind of mentions how Anya Hatteras can kind of highlight the three-dimensional portrayal of Aida. And I think that's another real sort of strength of the mm. recording. Yeah, there's a real narrative flow to it, actually. I really get that sense. Mm, I agree. Um, so uh, that, I think, brings us to the end of our discussion of the November recording of the month. Uh, join us next month when we'll be talking about the December issues recording of the month. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you for listening to this BBC Music Magazine podcast, which was produced in our Bristol studio by Jack Fletcher. For more of our podcasts, visit our website at classical-music.com or simply head to iTunes. <laughs>